0: Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 12th, episode 2659, brought to you today by Kem and Equine. Good morning, horse people.
0: I have good news and bad news for you on this
2: Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning.
0: morning, everybody. We hope you had a wonderful weekend and you got to play with your ponies this weekend. Uh, I, You know, we talked about the breaking news when we were on the show on Friday about Prince Philip. And of course, that's been uh, all over the news, as we expected it would be. And you know, we talked about what a significant contribution he made to the horse world, his longest running president of the FEI and uh, invented, invented combined driving and all of that. Well, he was kind of a no fuss, no minimal kind of guy even though he was the prince and lived in all the palaces right um but he didn't really want a big fuss over his funeral did you hear what he wants to be transported to the church in no he wanted to go in a land rover so he he designed his own land rover he modified one of the land rovers they had on the property to put a box on the back so it's a green Land Rover, looks like a military Land Rover, with a green box on the back, and that's what they're going to transport him in, because that's what he wanted. Anyhow. Oh my
2: gosh, just the idea of designing your own
0: <laughs> I know, isn't that coffin
2: so- carrier is it, pretty intense.
0: <laughs> He's had a long time to prepare for it, though. He was 99. So... Yeah, so he designed that himself. Now, obviously, because of COVID, there they're not going to have you know millions of people lining the streets and all of that. It's going to be a much quieter. It will be televised. They're telling everybody to watch it on TV. But yeah, he's going to be uh, in this Land Rover on the way from Windsor Castle to St George's Chapel where they'll do the funeral service, and of course, he'll be escorted by uh, all the you know the royal the royal family, the Royal Marines, all the horses, all that stuff. So,
2: what about Harry and Meghan? Are they going to go?
0: Uh, Harry mm. went. Meghan did not, um, okay. using the excuse that she was pregnant. But <laughs> also, well, also that's just, a pretty wanna, good excuse. She doesn't want to be beat up while she's there. Um, <laughs> I,
2: I think she made a good decision.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Uh, but Harry is going, and apparently, Harry and his brother will be walking like that scene when Diana died behind the Land Rover. So. Um, but the Grenadier Guards will be there. Apparently, they've been practicing, and I am sure that we'll hear more about this from Samantha. It's her week to be on from England, so we'll probably hear a little bit more about this. Although she hates covering this kind of stuff, uh, and they have been, they have gotten back to doing things in England, so she'll probably have a better report for us. But yeah, so that's what's going on. That's what now the uh, coronavirus restrictions are in place in England, meaning only thirty people can meet at one time, at, and only thirty people are allowed at funerals. So if you get invited to that one, you know you're on the list, right? I mean, you're <laughs> you've Do you think made
2: Oprah it. got an invitation? Oh, no, no like, I, I kind of hmm.
0: think hers got lost in the mail to United States. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's good Megan's not there to take a spot, you know. Yeah, probably
0: good. I, I don't know that she would have gotten one to be honest. <laughs> so, the Equiderma guest today is Glenn Newberry. You know how we always talk about women take up riding in their 40s and 50s because of their kids? Well, mm-hmm. this is a dad that did it. So, we're going to talk to him something a little bit different. He started writing at the age of 54 because of his daughter's passion. So, we're going to talk to him. And also, Deanne from Horse Nation is here. It's the second annual Eventing Nation Virtual Vendor Village. And she got a brand new puppy. Plus, we have a equestrian first shopping of- and I'll-
2: puppies. Like, oh my god, this is the greatest day ever. <laughs>
0: it is. Uh, and I'm going to give you an update on my puppy. So uh, we'll go over that too. A lot of you have asked how how Pickles is doing. So we'll we'll talk about that. But we have a bunch of daily winnies today. So let's let's start there. <laughs> We only have one auditor birthday today, and that's Patricia Faye. Happy birthday to you, Patricia. We have some new auditors in the last week, though. We want to thank them for joining the party. We have Philip Roars and Liz Jesse. Welcome to both of you. We're getting more guys now as auditors in, in recent months, and that's always good to see. And raised pledges. Uh, one person raised their pledge. Ruth Schwab raised their pledge, and we really appreciate that, Ruth.
2: If I'm, you are an auditor, by the way, you will want to go listen to last Friday's post-show because I have... Received uh, so many messages about it, and um, it is definitely not safe for children.
0: We we need to. I need to make a bumper that we play before every auditor uh, post show. (laughs) We need to do that.
2: Um, Amazing. Anyway, keep going. Sorry, didn't mean to jump on you. Thanks, Ruth.
0: So the uh, I wanted to do a second daily Winnie today, and that is for Free Will and Dylan 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 freewheeling dylan freewheeling dylan Uh, (laughs) how can you mispronounce dylan (laughs) dylan dylan i don't know i would have pronounced i would have spelled it differently so um the irish grand national happened over the weekend as well as the british grand national did and uh freewheeling won at 150 to one long shot is the greatest upset, upset since the race was started in 1870. Wow. It's nine-year-old gelding. Now, get this. He hadn't raced for six months. His last race, he lost by 50 lengths. Why was he even
2: qualified for it? I it's fantastic.
0: Know. Yeah, I have the end of the race with the announcer with the wonderful accent. You want to hear it?
2: Okay, let's do it.
0: I would play the whole thing, but these races last nine minutes because you know it's a jump race. So here we go.
1: And it's still Freewheel and Dylan in the lead from Run Wild Fred on the oh, it near went side too over probably. the last. Freewheel and Dylan, Run Wild Fred, enjoy darling, latest exhibition running up to the finish. This is a crowning win for Ricky Doyle and Dermot McLaughlin as Freewheel and Dylan makes all in the Boysports Irish Grand National
2: wow i love
0: the irish (laughs) that accent at speed
2: (laughs) that's fantastic 150 to one i mean if you see that put two dollars down just to say you didn't
0: even know it could go over 100 to one i yeah it doesn't
2: make any sense (laughs) they're like you're gonna be backward it's different
0: over there i guess (laughs) 150 to 1, you still may have to pay to win. I don't know.
2: Well, if you're going to give it to free will and dialing... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it to Manila Times and none other than the incomparable Rachel Blackmore. Oh my gosh. First female jockey ever to win the Grand National because, I mean, Elizabeth Taylor didn't actually win it because I think that, you know, she got off the horse too early or something like that. Anyway, breaking (laughs) one of the biggest gender barriers in sports. Blackmore, check this out Rachel Blackmore grew up. A daughter of a dairy farmer and a school teacher. She rode ponies on a farm. That's how she grew up. She didn't have like the classic racing upbringing. Her dad wasn't a trainer, all this. So she kind of like scratched it out herself. She's been professional since 2015. And uh, also she, in 2018-2019 season, rode the second most winners in Irish jump racing. And that's the same year she won the Cheltenham Festival. So she has been at the top. But to win the Grand National, oh my gosh. And I think that another jockey, Haley Turner, tweeted, For all the girls who watch National Velvet! <laughs> like goosebumps!
0: Oh, I see God. a National Velvet two in the making, actually. <laughs>
2: right i I almost think they did this would be like number four, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. They need a Rachel Blackmore National Velvet. It's like the 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 recent racing uh movie that came out about the girl ride like a girl. Holy cow! If you haven't seen that, go watch it. But yay, Rachel Blackmore! Congratulations!
0: You want to hear the end of that race? I have it. Yes. First. Okay
1: then Discarama, here's the final fence in the Randox Grand National and over in front and over two three lengths clear, Manella times from Balco de Flow, any second now continues to stay on Burrow Saint wandering out into the centre of the track, they head towards the elbow with over a furlong to cover in the National, but it's Rachel Blackmore and Manella times who are out four lengths clear of Balco de Flow and any second now Burrow Saint back and forth is running on empty, 150 Fifty yards to go in the national Manila Times for J P McManus, Henry De Bromhead, and more significantly, Rachel Blackmore. History in the national Manila Times wins.
0: There you go. <laughs> that
2: doesn't get you choked up. Mama need a minute.
0: It has mm. been a good couple of years for female jockeys. It really has. Oh,
2: that's fantastic.
0: Oh, so cool. So cool. You know what isn't cool is. Okay. Uh, Yeah, the USEF really has to change the rules about spectators now and watching horse shows because we've covered this since we started this show. We've had people on every year almost that talked about the Devon Horse Show, the oldest running horse show in the United States. That's in Pennsylvania, Chester County, Pennsylvania. It's a horse show and a country fair. It runs for like a week or two and not happening again this year. They just canceled it. It was due to run May 27th through June the 6th. Which means next year when they have it, it'll be their 125th anniversary uh, in 2022, if if we have it next year. And it wasn't due to the state this time. It was due to still the U.S. equestrian limiting spectators and not allowing spectators. So hopefully they said they were going to address that in May and maybe be change that rule. At least make it so that it's the same as local jurisdictions. You know, you still have to abide by that. But... Uh, you know, everybody else isn't. Aren't there spectators in baseball and everything right now? Uh,
2: I feel like I need to not say how I feel <laughs> okay. because this is not a political
0: show. <laughs> okay, how I, that's is, how, I how I feel. Is, I think we should at least do local jurisdictions. I'm safe there. See, uh, that's not I'm getting political. Just, if I say that.
2: I'm just going to stop because, like, like my sister in law who's a doctor. She's like, I have a vaccine. And I'm wearing a mask. Why are... Okay, moving on. How's Pickles?
0: Uh, Pickles is still... Now, for those that missed it, uh, Pickles went to a lore course... Jennifer took her to lure coursing, which is where you chase this little fake bunny around a field that's about 20 acres, and you go as fast as could be, and the dogs absolutely love it. It's on a string, and they pull it with a super-fast pulley system. And uh, first time out, she apparently was faster than probably any dog there, except she wiped out at the other end of the field. They had to get the doggy ambulance out to her. And she came up lame, three-legged lame, like a tripod. By the way, I didn't know until all of this that dogs that have three legs are called tripods. I didn't know that. Uh, there's a whole, uh, there are actually Facebook groups for tripods.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: So dogs with three legs. Um, well, she it reminds
2: been- me of Little Champion. <laughs> For those who know who Little Champion is. <laughs> she
0: brought her to the emergency vet on Easter Day. You know, that's cheap. Um, and the emergency vet said, we're not even going to x-ray it. We don't think it's broke. We checked it out. Uh, see what happens in a week. and Or we give it a week or two. See what happens. And then, you know, maybe if you have to go back to the doctor. So she's been limping on three legs being as pitiful. Greyhounds are good at being pitiful. Pity me is their favorite thing to do with a greyhound. And she has... T- made that her life's work in this last week is the pity me thing
2: you seem like you're having a lot of fun with this oh
0: yes Um, this dog let's be honest here now can i be honest uh Mm -hmm. without judgment this has been the most challenging dog we've ever had in our life (laughs) in about a thousand different ways Um, and she does have it. she's been three-legged now in the last two days she's starting to put a little bit of weight on it and has been using it to walk a little so we're hoping that whatever soft tissue thing was done in there is, is going to heal. It always takes a long time for that to heal. And trying to keep a greyhound from running and carrying on is like trying to keep a thoroughbred in a stall 24 hours a day. It's the same thing. So that's been challenging, too. She doesn't like it. Um, and so that's been interesting. So she goes to the vet on Wednesday, and I have, we have never had an animal have any kind of drugs uh, for their temperament, This is the first time because she has severe separation anxiety when we go away. Like destroy things and bark and howl for hours. So we're actually looking at Prozac for the first time by the recommendation of the vets. Like you got to do something here
2: because, like, I mean, she was supposed to be your dog that (laughs) you got.
0: She is Jennifer's dog. (laughs) This dog loves Jennifer, (laughs) and we'll we'll will not look at me in favor of jennifer she goes ballistic when jennifer goes away if we're both gone it's just it's a nightmare she will destroy things including her crate um
2: i, I will tell you that i ha- boomer was recommended to be on prozac and um
0: please tell me it went well and this is going to be good jamie please tell me
2: yeah dude it worked so well that <laughs> we gave him away <laughs>
0: You know, I we're wondering in the best interest of this one, and we're not there yet. We're going to give the Prozac a chance, but I think she might be better off in a a dog or a house with another greyhound or another dog, some other creature, right? Yeah, Uh, she just might be that this dog can't be in a house that's alone. She did come from a foster situation; it was only for a week, and she was fine apparently. But they had another greyhound. Yeah. So And
2: you can't have one because of your uh, landlord.
0: Yeah, the lease arrangement only we can only have one dog. Nor do I want to to be honest. Um so, we, I actually did reach out to the adoption agency, and, and we've been honest with them all along. Uh, and he was like, well, if we need to find her a house with another greyhound, we'll be able to find her. They're, they're, greyhounds are in short supply right now, so they'll be able to find one. It, we've never done that in all the years. We've probably had 100 animals, and you know, in all the years that we've been together and never have had to, a situation like this before. So, it's been it's, hard. It's, it's not it's easy. It's
2: tough because, you know, in one hand, you want to fix them and that's you've like, your chosen to be the Their owner, and then the the other hand, you've got a horse. A horse. See where my brain is. You've got a dog that's like self destructing.
0: You know, she is literally doing that.
2: (laughs) Well, we had to have Boomer. You know, the reason we had to rehome Boomer, who was one of our English shepherds, the the brother to Zenyatta, is. It did not matter what we did. She just hated Lucas. He just hated Lucas. And Lucas was crawling around. And the, if, if Lucas would crawl in the room, for, Boomer for was in. For new listeners,
0: that's her son. So it yeah, was so like this was, was another child. animal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He'd crawl in the room. And wherever Boomer was, he would start growling. Yeah, and I'm you don't like, need that okay, with a baby in the house. <laughs> no, no, it did not work. And and he was also very difficult. He he needed like, we only had a three acre farm at the time. And, and I ended up finding him a home on a 300 acre farm where he rides the tractor daily. <laughs> like they, It's like a real farm, Glenn. And so I still get updates about him and he's still doing great and everything. But oh my gosh, like. Yeah, sometimes you can find a better situation for the dog, and and what Boomer needed was a better situation, and I was not able to provide it. We, our child was stressing him out so much that he was like licking his feet, you know, and like because he and, and so we did the Prozac, and and the Prozac really didn't change. His comfort level with the child. Does that make sense? Yeah, so well, yeah, and, and, I yeah, hate to be so that so person it. who's like, we had a baby, got to get rid of the dog. No, it was literally, we had like four dogs and all of well, them were know fine except your for your son
0: growing up to be afraid of dogs either. I mean, that's exactly. the other thing.
2: <laughs> exactly. No, I don't regret my decision at all, but for those who are judging, silently judging me right now, like, sometimes <laughs> well, you can be we, silently
0: judging me too. I mean, we're. At yeah, that but point yeah, where it's I tough. mean,
2: it's 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 tough. The dog is. I, I have heard your side of it off the air, and the dog is destroying herself when <laughs> she's by herself. Yeah, I've know, only
0: told what about a tenth of what I've told you on the air. I mean, yeah. it, it's the other thing she does that we've never had a dog do this before. We've had dogs that ate stuff before, but not like this one. You you, you can't let her off the leash because she'll eat everything—frogs, lizards, and frogs in Florida, by the way. Eating them is never good. No. Um, um, Liz, it's like Arizona
2: frogs. Like, at, I had to rush in oh, into the emergency room because she, she is, licked a frog. She's
0: throwing up constantly in this house from eating shit. Um, Trash mouth. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Take that out.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, it's just the other day, Jennifer was walking her, and a little black snake went across, and she went after it with her three legs. Uh, it's just incredible. This dog is just, and we feed her constantly. <laughs> so I don't know. And that's the and the other thing: forty five different kinds of food to find because she's had diarrhea since we got her, and we've been to the vet numerous times. And she's just
2: stressed.
0: That's what the vet says. This is all stress related. You know, the diarrhea and the stomach. And we've tried different foods and natural foods and hundred dollar foods, and you know, all of that <laughs> stuff.
2: Oh, You're hand God. feeding your grains
0: of rice. <laughs> it's sad when you buy a, a a a dog a bag of dog food that costs more than you're going to spend on your own food in a week.
1: Uh (laughs) It's crazy.
0: Anyway...
2: I I hope that you guys sort it out and and if not that we can we can you can find a place that is it just makes her more comfortable and well, maybe she just needs another dog.
0: This adoption agency is really good at understanding that dogs don't always fit right and yeah. they they take them back and find them another home. And as I said, greyhounds are not you know there's a lot like a million of them waiting to be found homes right now. There's people are waiting for them so. I gotta tell t-
2: to- I gotta yeah. tell you, I gotta tell you, uh, speaking of adoption agencies, I had a situation yesterday, and it's now been twice in the last month that something like this has happened. And I want your advice for this. Um, if if we have I know we have, yeah, we have min- about five minutes. Okay, so yesterday, and uh, this happened. I- I'll go back to the one before. I was standing in the barn. And I was hammering. Uh, I, I put all the race plates from the horses that I train. When I pull their race plates off, I I put them uh, along the the corner of my barn. Like oh, I I hang them all up oh, that's cool. um, around the door. So it's pretty cool. So like my my tack room door, all around it. Do you is have them gold plated before you pull yeah. them up. Yeah, I <laughs> know <Yeah. laughs> uh, I don't. And uh, so anyway, the, the, I'm 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 hammering a horseshoe into the wall, and this man walks into my barn. And stands there with his hands on his hips. And I'm like, I've been taking kickboxing for almost two years now. And my brain immediately, which was fortunate, was like, okay, he's standing there. Looking aggressive. I was like, slide up sidekick into the stomach when he doubles over, hit him with the hammer on the back. I of the was head. just going like, to say you were holding
0: a hammer.
2: <laughs> I mean, I was, I was, I was prepared and you know how <laughs> when people walk in the barn, it scares me. Yeah. So I was scared and I was like, ready. And he's like, Hey, and I was like, can I help you? Like my first thought was like, did I have an appointment that I forgot about? You know. And I was like, can I, can I help you? And he's like, I'm your new neighbor. I just bought some property down the road and my truck got stuck and I'd like to borrow your tractor uh, no, no, (laughs) that you can't just take my try. I don't even know. Anyway. So I was like, let me call my husband who was up at the house. And I called Chad and I'm like, I need you down here. And he was like, okay. I'm I'm like, no, 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 no. I need you down here. And he's like, okay. And he came straight down. I was like, and like, I'll let him deal with it. But yesterday I was in the barn and I see this man in a cowboy hat walking around. Like, and I have gates at the front of my property, not like ornate gates. They're gates to keep animals in and not keep people out. So you can kind of like push it and squeeze through it. So this guy pushed the gate open, squeezed through it and walked onto the farm and was looking at the horses in one of the paddocks. And (laughs) I, and I'm in the barn. I look up and there's, he's, he's 50 yards away. And I was like, don't have an appointment. I know I'm not missing one. It's Sunday. And can we just stop
0: here and remind everybody you live in Oklahoma where people have uh, almost as many guns as Texas?
2: <laughs> yes, but I don't.
0: I know, so, but he didn't know that.
2: <laughs> and I, I walk out and I was like, excuse me, can I help you? And he was like, are you Jamie Jennings? Well, my name is on the sign out front, you know, mm. and I was like, yes. And he's like. I'm a friend of Nelda Kettles and she told me you have a horse here named Money Baron and I want to take a look at it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was thinking, why would Nelda send somebody over to my house to see a horse and not call me and tell me in advance. And But he's like, we've adopted And he, he gives me this like whole story about why he's here. And I was like, what were you going to do if I wasn't standing here? He's like, I was just going to go walk around look at him all in the pasture and see if I could see him. And I was like, no, you can't just, <laughs> I was like, you can't just walk in here. Does he have a phone?
0: Does he have a phone?
2: <laughs> and I said, I said, do you live around here? And he was like, no, I live up in uh, Western Oklahoma City, which is like an hour away. And I said, how did you How did you know where I am? And he was like, well, you're after. I was like, my phone number's also on there. You could have called me. I was like, why didn't you call me and set an appointment? You can't just, like, show up here and walk around. He was like, well, I just want to take a look at the horse. And I showed him the horse because he was like, I'm friends with Nelda and I've adopted. And then so, like, later I called Nelda and she was like, oh, my God, you should have thrown that guy out. What was he doing? I would never send somebody to your front. And she, this is the um. rescue that I deal with, which is what made me think about it. But, like. Why now have two people? And if the, I'm in the barn when it happens, how many times has that happened that I'm not in the barn? Because my house is at the back of the property. Do you have private I property?
0: Know. Keep out signs on your.
2: Well, gate? I will now. You better,
0: it, but that also <laughs> protects you liability wise. So
2: I, I'm just like I'm just shocked that people just think it's okay to just like push their way through a closed gate. And show up and walk around and look at the horses. I just I again, can't
0: believe. it's Oklahoma. It's not like it's not like it's Massachusetts where nobody owns guns. It's Oklahoma.
2: <laughs> I just I, I'm glad I don't own a gun because there'd be two dead bodies buried in my yard. <laughs> But like, what do I do? Until so my 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 assistant who by was the with way me, you
0: don't do that in Texas or Florida, you will get well, shot.
2: You don't do that here. <laughs> I just happen to be a big squishy person who's afraid of guns. So <laughs> I I'm like like what well, this is just not okay. And until so my friend was like, you need to get a sign that says you know uh, private property if yeah, appointment needed that. with the you phone number on it. That. You know, you but like I, I even said to I'm like
0: private so property. Know. Do not enter on fear of death. On fear yes. of kickbox- kickboxing death, I'll send you I one. Mean, My brother I makes will. signs. I'll send you a specialty yes, sign.
2: could you get your brother to send a sign that's like, if you come in here, I will hit you in the back of the head with a hammer after I slide up side <laughs> kick you in the stomach. <laughs> like, and then, but I had black I had belt a kickboxer lives here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a fourth level at this point, Glenn. I don't know what that means, but apparently it's kind of cool. <laughs>
0: All right, you know what else is cool? Cam and equine. Tell us about that, and I'll get our guest on.
2: Oh, well, it's ironic that this is the first line of the commercial that I'm to read. (laughs) A fallen section of fence can certainly throw a wrench in your day. You know what else can? Somebody just climbing your fence. Anyway, not the point. A fallen section of fence can certainly throw a wrench in your day. Aside from a headache and a repair bill, it might also allow your horses out and other creatures in offense is not unlike the intestinal barrier in this way. It needs to be strong and functional to keep the good bugs in and the bad bugs out. But what happens when you have a down section offense or loose anti-junctions in the gut lining? Holes or leaks in your horse's intestinal barrier, known as leaky gut syndrome, can result in various health and welfare problems. And it's not a small problem. Gut issues are the number one cause of premature death in horses. But there's something you can do about it. Good nutrition, attention to gut health, can help promote immunity, performance, healthy weight, nutrient absorption and positive attitude for optimal health. Ensure your feed includes Clostat, at Z EQ and Chemtrace chromium from Kemen equine. Learn more at Kemen.com slash leaky gut. That's K E M I N.com slash leaky gut. By the way, just to let everybody know if you do need a sign, easy signs online.com. They're the ones that did my farm sign. And also they're the ones that are going to put the giant, Photo of a rifle <laughs> sitting at the front gate and said, Beware, you will be murdered and buried in the backyard <laughs> if you enter. Something like that. Something like that. Does that work? Fun? That works. Yeah, works. EasySignsOnline.com. They'll make anything you need for your farm. I was going to
0: say you have a military <laughs> husband too, but he was Air Force, so that doesn't count. Oh,
2: oh no. He, he likes to say he's like, I could just fly over his house and end it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good time. Good time.
0: All right, let's give our next get our first guest of the day our call. And this is our Equiderma guest of the week as I said, coming up, we have a guy with a perfect name. His name is Glenn Newberry, and he is 63 years old, and his twist on what we normally find on this show, many of our listeners are women that have picked up riding in their 40s and 50s because of their kids. They started riding just to be part of it, or they, they grew to love it, and they thought they'd try it themselves. And we have Glenn here who started riding at the age of 54 because of his daughter's passion. Her name is Kristen. Hi, Glenn. Hello. How are you, Glenn? Good. So how old was your daughter when she picked up riding? She was about, um,
3: well, she she was just turning 17. She had to, uh, she had, you know, ridden for, uh, like Girl Scouts and all at a couple of camps. But for her senior project in high school, she had to learn something new. So she learned English-style, you know, uh, riding, dressage, and show jumping uh, as her senior project and uh, just fell in love with it. It was the last thing I uh, expected her to, to, you know, want to want to stay with. But, um, uh, you know, it worked out for her and, and kind of rubbed off on me.
0: Why do you say that about her? Was she not an outdoorsy type or...?
3: Well, she was and she loved animals but, but you know, she had been um she had been more of a, a cross country person throughout high school and, and that was her athletic thing. And um and when she went out for the first lesson with this lady, you know, she saw the English saddles and she'd only ridden western. She goes, I'm not gonna like this <laughs> And uh, like I said, she just took to it.
0: So you became a a horse a horse dad, we call him, horse the horse girl dad, mm-hmm. uh, which meant you you had to start going to shows and helping out with all of that, right?
3: Yes, yes. Um my wife had, had kind of done the same thing as, as my daughter had done. Uh, she did summer camp riding and even taught back when she was in early high school, but then she had given it up. But she was all the time preaching to me that horse riding wasn't so bad, and in fact, I would argue with her. I said, man, you'll never catch me owning a riding a horse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what made you change your mind? Why did you finally do that first ride? And tell us about that first ride.
3: Well, we had been out to uh, a place in, in Montana called McGinnis Meadows Ranch, and it's just a wonderful place. They teach the, teach the Buck, Buck Braneman style. Uh, of riding but after a few years of doing that i thought man you know there's i I could probably spend less money and find a way to ride around here if i want to ride with my daughter and so um I, i just i went out there one day and and her roommate had a horse that she was uh looking to um get rid of because she had obtained a new horse and uh so we we went out there and just put on our helmets and climbed on and rode around a little bit you know both my wife and i and then um You know, I just thought, wow, this is totally different from a Western-style riding. And uh, it it took a a mental effort to to make myself want to do it at first. But then it just became a challenge. It became something that, that, you know, it's not that they – everybody I've talked to in the horse riding business speaks of their horse riding journey. And and that really is truly what it is. It's not like you get on, work a little while, and then you're there. You know, you always find something – there's always something that you can do better improve on, be more consistent with. So, uh, uh, that just kind of appealed to me, just the idea of working as something and continuing to work at it. And, um, uh, the fact is that, you know, whether you're competing or not, it's always, you know, you and your horse versus what you've done before. Um, yeah, you're competing against other people when you're in a competition, but, uh, but that's not the, at least for me, that's not the key motivator
0: so how long was it from that first ride to you ended up with your own horse
3: about 6 months we started in, real, well, that was in, pretty in quick. july <laughs> well we started in july and then we picked up a a, a half lease on him starting it in september and then by the time we got to december you know the the owner and my riding coach just said okay you need to make a decision because if not then we're going to try to find somebody else to You know, to lease or buy him, and so, uh, you know, we made the decision. And on January first of, I think it was two thousand twelve, we bought him. And what was he? He was a little fifteen three American Paint horse named Bentley. He was fourteen years old, and uh, he had been he had been discovered out in a field with a bunch of cows. And in fact, when they moved him to the place where we ride, he got colic for about two weeks because he had never been around a bunch of horses before.
0: (laughs) I guess he didn't have problem with cows after that when you were trail riding, huh? <laughs> no, no, he, he was
3: fine with cows.
0: <laughs> now, there's one thing, and I don't even know the answer to this, but there's one thing when you, at age 54, decide to take up your daughter's passion. It's another thing that you decide to take up your daughter's passion and compete. Did you end up competing? Yes.
3: Actually, three months after we bought him, she said, Well, why don't you, you know, you've been learning dressage. Why don't we try, you know, just do a little intro A and B in a schooling show? And I went to it, and I just thought it was—it was just so much fun. I mean, I was just—I didn't know what I was doing. I was just out there riding, you know, thinking, okay, if I just ride around in circles and make my circles really nice, then I'll score well, which was ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, but I was out there against uh, uh, three little kids on ponies and a, a high school girl about fifteen. And so my coach told me. She said, "Look, the best you can do is fourth because these little girls on ponies are going to kill you." <laughs> and so uh,
0: Jamie so knows something about that. And, She's uh, been in those classes before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And, and so we did that. And, and you know, Jamie, as you can guess, I came in. Yeah, I came in fourth. But I just, I was just having fun. I came. Well, I got a fourth in a second. And then uh, the next month, I was ready to do the same thing. She goes, "Okay, I think it's time for you to uh, do Amoeba Three Phase. You now you can handle them enough to do." You know, six or seven cross country jumps and, and, uh, you know, 18 inches out there on show jumping. So let's go. And, uh, uh, again, you know, I, when I started, I said, well, I'll never jump because that stuff's too dangerous and, and it's fun. But, uh, but the thing I love about it is if you're an inventor, you know, if you don't do well in dressage, you know, the only way you can hope to get in the top three, uh, is for other people to mess up. And I don't like to count on other people messing up. So, uh, um, uh, even though I love jumping, I set my objectives in to to try to become better in dressage.
0: Th- this sounds uh, eerily familiar, Jamie. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so have you ended up competing against your daughter in a class?
3: Uh, yes, and, and uh, we, we haven't always competed in the same thing. And in fact, the uh, only time we actually competed head to head with I uh, competed against her and her roommate. Was we went to actually a, reg- a recognized event in, uh, um, uh, in, in, in a um and 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 a I mean a horse trials and actually uh, I beat both of them in dressage and then we had a problem in a uh, in show jumping so I was not allowed to continue but I was pretty proud of the fact that you know they had both been riding three or four years longer than I have and and um, I was able to to beat both of them with my little arm. that was my second horse in a uh, got a little appendix named Jesse. And Jesse James, actually, and uh, I was able to to beat both of them in in dressage, which I thought was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Take that. Go, Dad. You know, uh-huh, this would uh-huh. have been different. She was probably a little older when that happened, right? She w- would have been, what, in her 20s at that point? Or oh, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. She, she was her, she was about 28. I Old think enough
2: her, to feel good about beating her,
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I think well, well, she would it, have it, felt it, different, it, though, Jamie, if she had been 13 and Dad had beat her. She'd have been Oh, yeah, pissed. oh, yeah. <laughs> she was proud of me. And, and as a matter of fact,
3: you know, she told me that she congratulated me. And she says, you know, actually, I, I should have scored a little bit lower. Because she, you know she hadn't done anything correctly, and and or had done this one had not done this one move correctly, and she said, you know, the judge really could have hammered me, but only gave me a five. And um, uh, I thought, well, you know, I need to go talk to that judge. <laughs> I, I want to win by more. <laughs>
0: but, uh, but anyway,
3: Dad's but no, competitive. It, it's just, it's just fine. I'll just tell fun. you,
2: I find that judges really love it when you accost them at their car at the end of the day. So you should totally do that. <laughs> uh
0: huh. <laughs> this well, is so it's, cool it's, i've that, had some i think this is the first time we've ever had this story in 10 years with a dad
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well it's it's and in fact one of the
3: one of the coolest things that happened to me is uh, uh, after i got in jesse and i was uh really kind of i was starting to, to compete at beginner novice um our our barn coach has been like uh, a national officer and a coach and everything else and, and with Pony Club. I mean, she had gotten my daughter to join because they accept adult members now, and so uh, they pressured me to join um, like 30 minutes before the deadline because you know we had a team and they wanted to have four riders. I mean, they only had three, and so they pressured me into riding it. And so it was a show jump rally, and you had to to go jump three different times. And uh, at the end of the sh- at the end of the rally, the lady in charge was you know, making comments. And she goes, you know, she says, for years, I have, I've been able to to sit there with volunteers and had these parents say, look, I need to go watch my daughter or my son ride. You know, can I, can you give me 10 minutes? Sure, sure, sure. She said for the first time ever, I had somebody come to me and say, excuse me, I need to go, I need somebody to take my place. I need to go watch my dad ride. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) you know, so I got, I got a little bit of notoriety or whatever in the, the, the South Regional pony club as, as Kristen's dad. And so that's, uh, uh, that was my identity for the first few years.
0: That's terrific. This is a great story. I love this story. So, you, you're, you are our Equiderma guest. So, tell us about Equiderma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been using Equiderma products for quite a while, I understand.
3: Yes. Yeah, so about the second year I was riding, uh, it, it seemed like, I mean, the first year I, I was riding Bentley, that pain horse, I thought he was getting chill bumps. I said, man, he's getting cold. Somebody says, no, he's getting rain rot. And so I was like, oh, okay. So, they, they told me some products to put on him, and hey, it did okay. And so then we were getting into the second year, and I thought, man, you know, he got rain right about this time last year. And so I was looking around, and I forgot exactly how I stumbled across it, but I came across Equiderma products on the internet. And, uh, you know, that was back when the company was, I think, only in its second or third year. And I, you know, emailed them and said, you know, look, I would like to get a bottle of this stuff. And, and um, Bethany, the lady who founded it, you know, she emailed me back. She said, hey, we'd love to send it to you. And so I, I ordered it. And used it, and it just seemed to work really well. And for the first couple of years, that's all I used. And, and you know, everybody at the barn was more experienced right? And They go, "What is that stuff?" I sell it's Equiderm, like uh huh, because they used other products, and so they just kind of looked down their nose at me. But you know, over the next two years, every time a skin issue came up, I used the Equiderm on it, and within two or three days, you know, the problem was you know mostly gone, if not all gone. And uh, not like it's magic, but it was just very consistent. And so all of a sudden they'd say, "Hey, you know, can I can I use some of that?" And so they would borrow it for a couple of days, and say, oh, then you know, that's all you want some more, buy your own." And then <laughs> um, uh, you know, a couple of years later, all of a sudden, my daughter and her roommate, who were my, who had been my main two detractors, said, "You know, hey, you know, if you're looking for a you know, Christmas present, you know, we could use some of that stuff." And you know, <laughs> so I ordered them some for Christmas. And um, uh, it, it's everybody I've shared it with shared the lotion with has enjoyed it but uh you know for me it was discovering the uh the sheath cleaner which is you know i, I was after being hammered to me saying oh you need to take care of your horse's sheath I, I i've noticed that a lot of people don't really take care of it correctly and uh the products that were out there uh there was so much wastage and uh, don't want to identify any by name i won't do that but uh i tried the, the sheath cleaner i like the way it I, I do something that somebody told me i i invert a teary cloth white tube sock on my arm to help you know with the outer part of it and then in order to get in there because my horse ne- none of my horses has ever been a dropper you know they'll never drop anything uh, their equipment so I, I go in there after it and I just I take off the sock when I want to get into that second chamber I use uh, uh, the neem oil uh, sheath cleaner and just rub it and get a nice little lather up on my hand and then I, I, I go to, I go to work. And uh, it is.
0: he is also the first guy to ever talk about cheese cleaning wait, on this show.
2: Wait, I'm sorry. I have to. Yeah, that is. There's the first today.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and the sock
2: my... idea is really good. I like that.
3: Mm-hmm. that. And I have to give my daughter. Well, I don't know where she got it from, but my daughter was the one who told me about that. And uh, it, it, it just works so well. And, you know, with all that, that scaly stuff that you got to get off and uh and the second and the reason i stuck with it is when i got jesse james his great horse and his owners to take him pretty good care of him but you know they said oh yeah you know we cleaned him all and you know stuff before you guys got here and i got him home i said well just make sure and so i went in there and, and he was a little bit clean but then i went back in there and when i said okay i wonder if he has any beans and i found a bean the size of a walnut one the, one the size of an almond and one the size of like a uh, a peanut. And I was like, man, I couldn't even believe that he could go to the bathroom. And that just, you know, so that I talked to people within our pony club and I say, look, if you, I don't want to tell your kids about it, that's for you as parents. But if you want to learn about this, you know, come to me and I'll show you, And you know, I'll, I'll show you a good product for doing it. And it's something that it's it's a knowledge edge that you can have because most of our parents are not horsey people, but their children are. And I say, look, I'll teach you. And that can be something you can teach your kids later on. So, so you're uh, the, you're the sheep uh, cleaning
0: guru uh, of the bar. Uh,
3: well, it, and a matter of speaking, but, you know, that's I mean, put that on the <laughs> but, T-shirt.
0: Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm going to send you a T-shirt yeah. with that on it. <laughs> well,
3: well, you know, that's that's one of the main things that you that you learn as is, is I've as is I've gone up through Pony Club and, and you know used learned about their horse management um, focus and all. You know, these these horses are amazing animals. It's incredible that they allow us to you put a bit in their mouth and control them because they could, they could so easily just throw us off anytime they wanted to. But, um, but you know, in, in spite of their strength and their power, you know, there's so many things that they're susceptible to that they need our help and caring for them. And so I think that's what that, that to me is, is no, they're not necessarily vet products, but that's where the Equiderma products are they're they're products that anybody can use uh, to help their horse have a better life.
0: And we're going to leave it at that. That was a perfect end to that. It's Equiderma.com. Thank All you, Glenn. Right. We appreciate you being on. This has been a lot of fun. All
3: right, Glenn and Jamie, thank you both for calling me. It was great to chat with
0: you. Well, there you go. Uh, that's uh, That was unusual that, to have a guy, <laughs> a dad, that was a, took, took over. That was,
2: it really took a twist. I didn't see it going there. <laughs> I didn't. And I that didn't. is
0: the Sheath Utter and Genital Cleaner, is what it's called. Uh, you can find that at equiderma.com as well. And the first product he was talking about is the equiderma lotion and neem oil conditioner. You can find that there too. There you go. Well, while you're getting ready for equestrian first world problems, I will do a fact of the day, okay? Okay. And now it's time for today's equestrian. Who knew? fact of the day. Well, Genghis Khan was one of the most known rulers of the world at the time in the in the 1200s, Genghis Khan, of course, from Mongolia. He actually ruled everything from the Pacific Ocean to the Caspian Sea, and the reason he was able to take over all of that land was horses. And we've talked a lot about Mongolian horses, of course, because of the derby. Uh, and if you want a great show on this, watch Marco Polo on Netflix to get an idea about uh, Genghis Khan. Well, upon his death in 1227, he asked that he be buried in secret so nobody could ever find his grave. And when I say secret, I mean Secret. Jamie, you know that we talked about how some of the pharaohs would be buried with their entire households. They'd kill Mm -hmm. them all and put them in the grave with them. Just,
2: you know, throw them all in there. All
0: 50 of them, go in the grave. Well, this makes that look like nothing. So, he was so adamant about this that, according to legend, 2,000 people attended his funeral that attended his funeral needs, that uh, helped with the funeral, were all killed by his army because they had to keep the secret about where he was buried. Then the army was killed by Genghis Khan's personal escort, and then the escort, when they were done, all committed suicide. The soldiers, during that time, to hide the grave, soldiers rode 1,000 horses over his grave to destroy any remaining trace. Then they apparently diverted a river to flow over his grave and the trees all around so nobody would suspect that that was the spot. So...
2: I don't under... Like... Hmm. So Why?
0: and and actually Marco Polo wrote about this. That's one of the reasons they know about all this. Is he wrote about this in one of his books? Uh, so legend go- goes that after the tomb was completed, that all the slaves were massacred and all of that. That the, all these thousands of people died to try and hide where his uh, burial was. Uh, and to this day, they still don't know um, where his burial is. They've been searching for it for 800 years and trying to find it, and they still have never fa- found it. Um, you're
2: creeping me out. This is super creepy. <laughs> and then all those 30 people going to Prince Philip's funeral, I think you're going to be okay. Yeah, It'll you'll be, be all right. Yeah, I think they, they,
0: he, he, he didn't demand that. But uh, Genghis Khan apparently did. So there you go. That's my uh, my horse fact of the day. I knew hey, you, you know what? I knew I you would love invitation. that light one on a Monday. I knew you'd I got an
2: that. invitation to Genghis Khan's funeral.
0: Don't do no. it, dude. <laughs> don't. Yeah, you don't want to be invited to that one. <laughs> It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian
2: first world problems. This ought to be good. You told me to get ready and then you dropped that knowledge on me. <laughs> good Lord. Hold it, give me a second.
0: <laughs> well, after what you dropped on me in the post show on Friday, you, you deserved every minute of that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mine was not about death. <fun>. Oh gosh. Okay. So I had an equestrian personal problem yesterday because like now I have Abby coming out, you know, and she rides with me. And then I have, um, a girl, Brittany, who's been coming on and helping and, and, uh, Brittany took my bridle and put it on the horse she was going to ride. And that was Parker's bridle. So then I had to put on a brown bridle and I had my black dressage saddle and I'm like, gross, like can't wear a brown bridle and a black saddle. And I, apparently I, um. I inspired some people to complain about that because Katya says I'm using a black bridle and a brown saddle right now because my brown Passier Dressage saddle is the only one that fits him, and we have to go to a recognized show like this. <laughs> no, you don't get a different bridle. Oh my
0: god, this is so pains. <laughs>
2: It it will be a theme. Uh, Carrie says, I'm trying to schedule my horse adventures for the summer, but several of my overnight trail riding trips are the same time as the dressage shows I want to (laughs) go (sighs) to.
0: That is a first world problem right there. Yes,
2: I have too many things that i my horse good at you know, one to <laughs> Sharon said I tried my second dressage saddle on my horse today, but I had to take my total saddle fit stirrup leathers off of my other saddle and uh, it's so much work. I need another pair of TSF stirrup leathers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had the same problem. And so I just bought another pair. I was <laughs> like, my dressage saddle needs one too. Um, cause yeah, I was like taking off and putting it back on, taking off and back on and just whatever. Um, Celeste says the, and and Celeste, I would like to tell you, I've been victim to this as well. And then I've also been on the other side of it because once you're victim to this one time, you don't screw this up again. Celeste says my first show of the season today, and I'm at a combined test and my mare was absolutely wonderful. We were tied for third. We had a double clean show jumping around, but we ended up in fourth because the other person was closest to the optimum time. (laughs) So in eventing, like say, you say the course is to be run within four minutes, like exactly. And you come in and you finish in like three and a half minutes. Well, great. You finished under time because if you finish over four minutes, you get time penalties. But if the tiebreaker, if you're tied after dressage and show jumping, the tiebreaker goes to the person who is closest to that four minutes. So I have literally like. Um, oh, just gonna trot here for a second. <laughs> Some <laughs> like, people do
0: circles, and
2: <laughs> yeah, I think there are rules as how much you can delay it, but like it happens. Um, so, um, Chantel says now that Rosie is off to a new home, I don't have a valid excuse to the go to the barn morning and night. <laughs> she had to rehome her pony; was yeah. having allergy problems. Since she finally
0: and- found a home for that pony. I felt so bad for her.
2: I know. She did. She Good.
0: did. Good.
2: Good. Uh, Laura says, my horse's new saddle is not going to get here for 12 weeks. And so now I need to find a used one that fits. But not being able to find a used saddle that fits her is the exact problem that led me to ordering a custom saddle in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, you know, we talked about bareback the other day. You might want to consider that.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> recommend it. I'm not riding bareback anymore. Especially in front of my husband. Uh, another <laughs> Chantel says, "Listen to Friday's post show if had you want to."
0: I had to. It was there.
2: Oh. <laughs> <sighs> The kid, the can, the conversation
0: continued throughout the weekend. Just for those who I noticed right. that I had to delete your comment. You went. A little yes. Little. Were you drinking when you posted that one? By no, the
2: way? I was stone cold sober. <laughs> but it just happened. I was. Very I figured there was too
0: much wine when you posted. That
2: nope. One. Nope. That was sober. Um, Chantel, a different Chantel says, "Mismatched tack must be this week's theme because I wanted to switch my stirrup leathers to a non-hinged pair, but it was easier just to pull off the stirrups and the leathers off my jump saddle. But now I have dark Havana leathers on my. Face greenish gray dressage saddle <laughs> that is that is total much. saddle fit <laughs>
0: yeah
2: uh kim says i have to get up at 4 30 a.m tomorrow for another hectic stressful week at work and i'm so tired right now i can't even edit and post the videos from my horse show to make look like everything was so wonderful <laughs> <laughs> yeah you see those people that edit like tiny little pieces together you're like What is a sale and sales videos like you have horse for sale and like they never show the horse actually getting into the canter, just the horse cantering by you're like, uh uh-huh. huh. Sure.
0: I've been watching I'm- a lot of travel videos. There are a lot of couples out there that doing they're full time travelers now, and they do videos and they get millions of hits and they make their money off of YouTube. And of course, it all looks beautiful and lovely, and they're on the beach, and everybody's gorgeous and everything. And then you know damn well that they're the the one I watch actually covers everything: the flat tires, the bad food, and the whole. And I like that one the best because it's like real. <laughs> it's real.
2: Well, this is real. Hillary's problem. So I got a boob job last summer and now my cross country vest is too tight. <laughs> well, we
0: know which way she went.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Own it, girl. They're yours. You paid for them. Uh, Courtney says. It's costing can- you extra now. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh, she goes on to say that she's her her trainer only will prefer one kind of vest and like it's
0: well, the five hundred. Have list. it in the
2: color she wants. <laughs> no, even even better. <laughs> Not the right color. Uh, I find a new and trainer. Does she know we read uh, these
0: on the air? By the way.
2: I know, right? <laughs> these people, remember, these are submitted by our listeners, our auditors. On Sunday, I put a post in on the Facebook page that's like the private auditor's page, and then this is what people share, and they know <laughs> that I'm going to read them. Course, but you look know at what we talk a, about
0: on the show. It's, this is nothing.
2: <laughs> when you get a boob job and and everything is too tight, people know what you did. So it's not like it's a secret. Again, own it. You I mean, we just it. spent They're ten yours.
0: minutes talking about sheath cleaning. I mean, what? Sh- We're the only podcast in the world that covers this kind of stuff. It is and that important.
2: That and bareback riding.
0: Good
2: Lord. <laughs> um, Nana says I went to a combined driving test and got all dressed up and my kids, my navigator. But I forgot to button my collar and there she posts a picture of her like with an unbuttoned collar and the cutest little pony and the cutest little child ever. Oh, my God. Um, Jenny says I had to buy new riding jeans because I have more junk in the trunks than I used to. And I found a pair that fits great and they have a pocket on a thigh that is perfect for my cell phone. But it's on my right leg and I'm left handed. <laughs> I, the, my smart pack, uh, I have riding types and smart pack and the, the, it's on the left side and I'm right-handed and I find that very frustrating. So I do understand your equestrian first world problem. Um, Kristen, I found out that people have been giving Zara treats when I'm not around and now I have to be the mean mom who won't let her kid have snacks. The other parents give her, um, (laughs) Zara used to be my horse and, and Kristen bought Zara from me and, uh, don't worry, she's not missing him because she never got him from me either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not Jamie's thing.
2: And none of my horses bite. It's weird. Um, did I tell you about my 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 gray horse Parker? Bless They're just his heart.
0: starving and deprived.
2: Yeah. So when I first got him, he would bite. Like he's super sweet and super quiet and super lazy, but he would just bite. Like you're standing there, just bite. Bite you, bite your hand, bite your arm, bite your. Bite, 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 bite. But like not mean biting, just racehorse biting, you know, off the track. And so, the former train, the trainer who had him on the track, contacted me like, "Hey, do you want some winter circle photos?" And I was like, "Sure, that'd be great. I'll send them to you. And don't forget to give him his peppermints. He loves them so much." <laughs> hmm. Wonder why he bites. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently they just give him peppermint all the time. Now and he's you depressed know what?
0: because he has he's, no peppermints and no treats.
2: He's, he's been here like since the beginning of January and, uh, Prozac. In, I recommend April, Prozac. He doesn't bite anymore. <laughs> he's given up. Uh, our final one comes from Jacqueline and the picture is as cute as you can imagine. It's a picture of a little girl on a little buckskin pony that has been to a horse show and the entire Bridal, You know, how you hang the ribbons that you win on the bridal mm-hmm. as a string of them. I mean, the <laughs> child cleaned up. I, it's like she was the only one at the show. You won everything, apparently. And to her first world problem is I took my daughter and her pony to their very first schooling show. And now I have to figure out what to do with all these ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> when I was her age. OK, here's what I did is I took like little nails and I put them all around the top of my, my room. And then I took a wire and I wrapped around one nail and I went to the next nail, wrapped a wire, just thin little wire and you hang your ribbons all along your room. And then when you get good enough, you'll pull down all those green ones and you replace them with the blue ones. (laughs) (laughs) Blue is still my favorite color. (laughs) Or red Uh, if you're in Canada. Or red if you're anywhere else yeah. in the world and you go to horse shows. Anyway, that's your Equestrian First of all, Problems. If you want to submit these, you have to be an auditor. Um, Glenn, how do they do that?
0: Just go to horseradionetwork.com. Scroll down the right-hand side of the page. You'll see an auditor banner. of as little as $3 a month, you too can contribute to the Horse Radio Network and the hosts. Well, let's go next to Horse Nation. Dan's here again. It's Monday. That means it's time
3: for Horse Nation to stop by with some cleverly written horse stories or just some silly nonsense.
2: Today, actually, it's very important. I want you to all sit down, get a piece of paper and a pen because shopping is about to ensue. Hi, Deanne. Hello. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, before we get to the shopping, are you getting any sleep at all? You know what?
1: Surprisingly, yes, but it's only we've only had one night together.
2: Okay, so Deanne, for those who haven't seen her Facebook post, got the cutest puppy in the whole wide world. Oh my god, what is it? Tell everybody about your puppy.
1: She is an American Corgi, which I am new to the Corgi world, so I'm sure somebody will tell me that I don't have this quite right. But um, to my understanding, is a uh, basically a cross between like a Pembroke Corgi and a cardigan corgi. So they get some of the color attributes of the cardigan corgi, but like the build of the Pembroke.
2: I don't know anything about those things other than I know what a corgi is. So um, congratulations. Yeah, usually have
1: tails. The Pembroke's usually don't. Does I'm she sure there a are tail? much more, you know, inclusive distinctions. But I don't know them. <laughs> but she's very cute and very sweet, and I can't handle it. And her little legs are amazing.
2: I think that in the entire puppy world. They've got to be top three cutest puppies. Well, it's
1: corgi puppies are ridiculous. Something about them running with their little teeny tiny legs. (laughs) What's her name? Her name is Penny.
2: Penny. I love it. Well, congratulations. Try to sleep through the night. Good luck. (laughs) It's like having another child.
1: It really is. But she's she's been good so far. And my 90 pound lab St. Bernard mix isn't quite sure what to do with her yet.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That'll be good videos in the future. Well, tell us about seven days of
1: deals. Seven days of deals. So, yeah. So in the week leading up to Kentucky, not the week of the week leading up. So this week, a um, venting nation is doing its second annual virtual vendor village, um, which was the idea last year initially came because, you know, everything got canceled. <laughs> so we were trying to find a way to, for people to kind of get their retail fix and to support you know, local equestrian businesses. And so came the Virtual Vendor Village. And we liked it, people seemed to like it. So Eventing Nation is doing it again this year, the week ahead of Kentucky. Um, so we've got a bunch of our favorite companies who are offering some pretty amazing deals throughout the week. Some of them are offering like continuous deals, like 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. Others are doing a different deal each day. Pack is doing giveaways throughout the week. So lots and lots of fun opportunities to shop. And, you know, even if you can't make it out to one of the events to kind of, you know, reap the benefits as if you were there.
2: Well, the thing about, you know, Rolex slash Land Rover in the past for me, it is so amazing to see these awesome horses take on the cross country course and do dressage in the big stadium and the show jumping and all that. But like for real... I make a list of things that I need and Rolex or Land Rover is where I fill my, I like bring an empty suitcase because that's where you get your horse shopping fix. So the fact that I haven't been able to do that, this is going to really uh, save the day. So where do people go to find out about it?
1: So yeah, the main virtual vendor village is on Eventing Nation. So if you go to eventingnation.com, it's like the top featured article. Um, If you're the type of person who has trouble making decisions and you don't know what to buy, um, pretty much across all three sites, Eventing Nation, Jumper Nation, and Horse Nation, we're running editor's picks each day. So if you go to Horse Nation, you can click on My Editor's Picks. It'll give you recommendations, and it'll link you to the Virtual Vendor Village there. If you go to our Facebook account, it'll be promoted there. So basically, any of the nations, <laughs> you go to our site, you will see something about it. <laughs>
2: I mean, I, I've, I've got a list of the vendors right here, and it is uh, top to bottom, big to small. You've got everything from EcoVet to Kentucky Performance Products to Carrots to Smart Pack, all the way to, you know, Brooks Belts and Steuben and us I mean, there's just a lot of vendors that are participating. Tapestry Equine Products, very, very cool. Um, and for our book lovers, Horse and Rider Books is going to also participate. So definitely go check it out. I'm I'm excited. So as it goes along, is it something I need to follow along on the Facebook page to see you every day or what?
1: Um your best bet honestly is to go to eventing nation.com because that will have a new kind of virtual vendor village post each day, um, and like I said, some of the vendors are offering the same deal all week. Some day, some vendors are switching it up a little bit. So if you go like today's, for instance, is titled "En Virtual Vendor Village Mondays Deals." You click on that and you see which ones are only available today. And tomorrow you'll have Tuesday's veal- deals. I can speak, um, and there'll be a couple of different ones. So that's really the best way to do it is just to go to straight to Eventing Nation.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, Kentucky Performance Products is doing free shipping
1: plus 20% off. That was
2: yesterday. Is it again today? Holy! It It is.
1: Theirs is all week. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, perfect. Plus, plus you get a free sticker if you fill out a form. So, you know.
2: Yeah, we're we're big fans of the stickers.
1: (laughs) I may have a few. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that's awesome. Okay, check it out, and then uh, finally, before we let you go, I wanted to talk to you because you are going to be writing an article soon about introducing your horse, which we need to know what your horse is
1: to cattle. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, the the one of the benefits of being an editor of Horse Nation is that. My life equals content, right? <laughs> so, um mm-hmm. yesterday, I took my seven year old thoroughbred and took her to a cattle working clinic. And I've been meaning to do this for like a really long time. but as many of you know, the last year has not been conducive to taking my horse places and re- or really doing anything with her other than paying vet bills.. <laughs> um, yeah so she is finally cleared for work and sound again and we are getting back in shape and when i first got her um and she's off the track when i first got her my goal with her above everything else was just to have a really like versatile horse because that's i like to try different things i like you know i'm not i'm a mounted shooter but i you know if there's a team sorting you know Fun practice or whatever nearby, I like to be able to go to do that. And I want a horse that will go along with me. <laughs> um So, yeah, so I took her to this cattle working clinic to see how she would do. um And I knew she would have to think about it a little bit because she's the horse that when you're out on the trail, she's the first one who lets you know there's a dog. And she's not crazy, but like we know there's a dog, whereas other horses don't blink, right? Mm-hmm. So she, you know, hauled her shoe hauls great. She's, she's awesome for going new places we warm up but she uh she had some moments with the cattle but by the end of the day it was awesome we did a little like practice boxing run and as somebody who's never worked cows that's always interesting for both the rider and the horse um and by the end she kind of figured out that she could be the boss of the cow which that made her go hey this is cool i can do this i can push around another animal
2: that's fantastic so there was no like ginormous fireworks or anything you stayed on everything's good and you're going to continue in the journey no one landed in the
1: mud um and (laughs) like a little it was like a a pop i won't even call it a rear it was like a. don't know about this maybe i would think about possibly rearing if i thought that were okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh what a good you know but good girl good boy i'm i'm sorry
1: no, go ahead. Is it a good girl or a good boy? Good girl, my good mare. Good girl. Yeah. Good girl. That's you know. I mean. Yeah, we'll do it for fun. That's not. I mean, I feel like cutting and boxing and cow work. Like that. Those horses really are purpose bred. And my sixteen hand thoroughbred, who looks like a hunter, you know, isn't built for <laughs> not built for for, uh, for that.
2: <laughs> but you know, we'll play around. We will dabble. <laughs> It's always fun to get them out and giving, doing different stuff. So if you guys want to learn more, go com is where you can see all the day deals. And then also go check out horsenation.com to see the photos. I'm sure you're going to
1: have photos from oh, your sure.
2: adventure and, and maybe post some pictures of your puppy.
1: Oh, Always. Now, one thing I will say, I know we're going to get going, but just if you ever are wondering about your horse's shoulder control and how good it is, work some cows.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Or in my world, I'm just trying to open gates. <laughs> I'll do
0: it, too. Well, you're going to be so I'll thankful when you're trail riding and that herd of cattle comes running up to the fence at a gallop. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so. you'll be fine. Your horse can going to go after him. Deanne, thank you so much for joining us. We will talk to you again next week. Sure thing. You have a great week.
0: Well, that's cool. You know, I, I joked about the herd of cattle, but we've had that happen a few times while trail riding that didn't go well with the, all the horses on the trail ride, so... <laughs> I don't Um, know what it is about stampeding cows. It's uh, terrifying for all involved. Uh, My pony, my first pony uh, that I drove was great with everything. I mean, we drove that pony in cities. We did parades and everything. But stampeding cattle, that pony was gone. (laughs) There's something about cattle. And
2: that is the reason, my friends, why I don't drive. (laughs) Because it was gone. And it was a pony. And it was still gone. still gone. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't. Like jump off and let it run off, or you get. Like, That's tuck the and only roll. time
0: in all the years I owned that pony that it took off was, was stampeding cattle for some reason. Well, I don't know.
2: Um, anyway,
0: they time. don't like it. Uh, Saturday or Wednesday night at seven thirty, I'm going to be doing a stable scoop roundtable. I'll have more details on that on Wednesday, so be sure to tune in then. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we have the endurance episode with Karen will be here, uh, talking to, talking all about endurance riding. So that'll be happening tomorrow on. The show, and then uh, we have a full week of shows for you here as well. And you can find Jamie at
2: Flyover Farm on Facebook. Just search Flyover Farm. Jamie Jennings, certified Monty Roberts instructor. It's a long thing, but just search Flyover Farm.
0: And auditors, hang on. I'm going to read the translation of an article that was posted in a Danish newspaper slash website about horses in the morning. Let's uh, call it a day. Thanks, everybody.
2: Neuter and Geld.
0: (laughs) Thinking about.